Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. All right, today we're going to talk about a topic that I think maybe Andrea and I come from slightly different perspectives on, and that is medicine in your medicine cabinet. Um, I will just go out and say Andrea's much more homeopathic, and I kind of run in the middle of you know standard medicines and homeopathic. So we aren't necessarily going to cover exactly specific medicines we use here because that's really just personal to you and your house and your opinions. Um, but we are going to go over some basics that we think don't matter which perspective you come from, they you should have something to cover it. So medicines in your medicine cabinet. Here we go. <laughs> and I think as with everything, we're just starting the conversation here. We're giving you ideas and then getting you to think about this for yourself. So certainly not all inclusive of everything or the perfect plan, but just starting that conversation like we like to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, whether we're heading into wet winter or you're traveling or it's maybe an allergy season for you. Um, you know, at, at times we've got high RSV, high flu, all of that stuff. It's just important to have something at your fingertips no matter where you are and when it is. All right. So how about we just cover some of the basics of what we have? And I think I'll think about first of what I travel with in my medicine cabinet, like thinking about my portable medicine cabinet. And then maybe we can cover what else is like you open up my linen closet, what else is in there and kind of go from there. So some of my first and most typical, and of course, I'm going to start with some of the homeopathic things as you referenced Arnica, Arnica gel and Arnica pellets are something I always have on hand. If you're not familiar with Arnica, its full name is Arnica Montana. It's one of the most well-known homeopathic remedies, works for trauma, swelling, bruising. So bumps, bruises, slips, falls, you name it, you could be taking that orally or you could be putting that on any kind of bumps or bruises. So that's one I always have and recommend everybody has. Um, my next one would be calendula. It's another homeopathic one, just a topical one, scrapes, bruises. They make a whole bunch of different forms. So I think my most common one is actually like a first aid one. It's common for burns, but you can use it for um, the first aid one for scrapes and cuts and that kind of thing. Um, then I always have some kind of cough medicines. I mean, that's like, I think the biggest thing we all battle is like cough congestion. So I do like a liquid cough medicine um, for kids or adults called Chestol that works well for congestion or like a cold calm is another one with like pellets. Um, I do, there is one that I don't know how to say. It's like hydrostasis. It's for a post-nasal drip. Also works really well. Um, if you haven't heard of this one already, this one's great to know about. Again, not going to pronounce it right, but we, we call it like the acetylicum in our house, but it's for flu. It's a long word like that. Um, works really well. So that's like the fever aches, that kind of stuff is starting. Take that right away. Um, and then I think that, you know, beyond that, I do always carry some kind of like over-the-counter fever reducer, um, anti-inflammatory. So something in the like um, you know, ibuprofen, Motrin, Advil world, um, always like a antihistamine, like a Benadryl. I hope to never use it, but the times that I've had it, um, had to use it, I've been glad I had it. Um, and then your basic first aid. I do do like band-aids. Maybe I have Neosporin or like an antibiotic cream, but I also have aloe and like a more natural silver one. 
And I think the last thing I'm gonna throw out here right now is Crazy Glue. Um, so a little plug for Crazy Glue. This definitely comes in handy for all kinds of things. I think Miriam, you probably use it for some different things than I use it for. I am gonna say that this is my like, uh-oh, something split open and I'm not recommending other people do, do it, but um, in lieu of like stitches in some of those situations, we've had ones where we feel comfortable knowing there's no infection, it's bled enough, and yes, we do crazy glue it, but Marianne, you wanna do the more normal people uses for crazy glue? <laughs> like splitting something open, cutting it, I would say like if you've got like a wide open gash, like you you might still need some stitches there, but um, what I use it for is like those dry, cracked, winter hands if you end up getting it like on your fingers if you're someone who's ever gotten that and you get the cracked dry skin on your fingers it hurts figure like every time you grab a door handle you grab a pencil anything you're using your fingers and your fingertips and it hurts a lot and so i've crazy glued those so that's like you know the much more like standard run-of-the-mill non-doctor you've cracked your skin it's like think like a paper cut and maybe like a paper cut that keeps kind of splitting open a little bit you crazy glue that. So it's not a wide open gash. It's like a little slit in your skin and it's perfect. You put that crazy glue on, hold it together, keeps the pain. It actually cuts the pain, which is insane. I think because it just like keeps the skin from moving, which is the part, painful part. And um, it allows your body to heal underneath. So it is, it sounds funny to like crazy glue your skin. Um, yes, it's extremely useful. And it um, it really allows your body to do its, its thing underneath. And you know, I think you've like, you've run through a ton of stuff and it's important to think, again, people come from different perspectives, right? So you named a whole lot of homeopathic things, but if if that's not your deal or you don't want to use those or you don't know what those are, and, and all of those are ones, everything you named is something you can get at a standard pharmacy. So it's not like you have to go to a special store and maybe you did back in the day. They're not. They the, All of those, and I was listening as you're naming things, all of those are in your standard pharmacy. Um, so those are, you know, very common homeopathic options. But if that's not your thing, then then just think, what's the issue? Bruising? Do you have something else for bruising? Do you have something else to cure, um, you know, a cold or a cough or or the flu or things like that? So just again, like apply this to your situation. Like we're we're giving our perspective and we're giving ideas on ours, but apply it to your situation. Like you still need something in your medicine cabinet to help in those situations. Like a late night cough in the middle of the night, you're not going to run to the store. So what do you have in your medicine cabinet? for that issue. Um, and I, I will give a big plug here for the Benadryl. Um, and, and mainly because I've had, um, I've had a child who on more than one occasion has had a random and sudden full body allergic reaction. And we still do not know the cause. We don't know, you know, what's, what's making it happen. We, we couldn't find anything consistent between the two. Um, and that was the big thing we've gotten from now multiple pediatricians that we've asked. And they said, you need to keep that on hand. That is like one of those, you know, it, it's an emergency situation. And obviously if it gets really bad, you've got to get to an emergency room. You got to get some kind of like steroid or something. I don't know, but <laughs> you got to, you got to get to a doctor. But when it's just a step below that, you need something, you need like an allergy um, type of thing on hand. So I actually stock it now because we've had it happen once or twice, twice. Um, we actually have it in our car. I have it in my purse. I have it in like various bags. I've just got a couple pills, like one package of it. Um, and that's like a good one. So I'll, I'll put in my extra plug for that one of like, that's something you definitely need like instantly and you want to have it on hand. Yeah. And so we mentioned Benadryl, but any kind of antihistamine basically. And that, that is something that's worth having. Um, we do with kids, like try to have the liquid before we really thought about that. One time we did have a, a an issue with my 
first son and we did take adult Benadryl and started crushing it and putting like little bits in his mouth too. So I think Benadryl in any form and maybe all the forms is probably worth having both like topically, like some of those sticks that you can put on or Benadryl cream as well as you definitely want something that you can get in there orally. And I think, you know, you got to think about these allergic reactions that Sometimes it kind of catches you by surprise because it was that first exposure that you didn't really know about that the body built up that like kind of sensitivity or the histamine reaction. And now that next one is going to be bad and kind of get you. And, and sometimes we don't realize things that have kind of triggered that histamine reaction. So that's why it does certainly seem to catch us by surprise. Um, yeah, I'm just going to interrupt you here. Right there, so you, you get a little bit of our background. I just kept saying Benadryl or something to treat an allergic injury. It's like, it's an antihistamine. <laughs> so so there, there you go, the technical term, antihistamine. I had some kind of antihistamine. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> just the category. I mean, maybe the people at Benadryl are probably wonderful and we really love you guys, but just like spreading it out in case there's anyone else out there who's in that category category as well. Um, some other things I think as you open, I might not travel these, but in my linen closet, some basics, I would say that, um, I also have, Oh, um, like a hydrogen peroxide. I use that for a million different things. So you could put it in someone's ear to kind of dry it out or get rid of some wax. You can clean a cutout with hydrogen peroxide, um, rubbing alcohol also great for like sterilizing, or again, some people will put that in the ear to dry it out. I'm talking about ears still. Let me throw in one more thing. I do use like more in the natural homeopathic type thing. There are some specific homeopathic eardrops, but we um, usually have like a garlic ear oil. That's another great thing for killing it. So um, the ear oil I will travel with, but the other two things I just kind of keep in there with my other first aid um, stuff that's in my, my linen closet. I know as you're saying those, like the the next one that comes to mind, like right when you said hydrogen peroxide, I thought rubbing alcohol. And the next thing I would say is vitamin E. Um, it's just like another one you can keep like, um, if you don't know, if you've never used it, you can get like vitamin E capsules. I think they are. They have like the liquid, like, yes, you would take it orally. Um, but you just stick a pin in it and then you squeeze out what's inside. If you have like a burn or any sort of, really any sort of skin in an injury um, that's, healed. So don't like, not like, I don't know if you can use it on a wide open cut. I guess Andrea could tell us that, but like a healed, burned, like injury type of thing. Um, it's, it's a great one. We've used that our whole life. Um, so that, that's a good one that I would throw in. And you said ears and I would go the next thing is eyes. Um, I keep just like a standard and you know, you could get allergy eye drops. You could get other ones. I keep like one that's more of, um, they're often marketed as like a tears, um, because for a little kid, if they get something in their eye, you can't wash their eye. Yes. To flush their eye out, you can't do anything. So I keep, um, just standard eye drops on hand to flush their eye out if they ever have something in there. So that's kind of my next one. And I've used it for myself too. You can't always get out. I just drive drops in the eyes, blink your eyes, and it helps a ton. Yeah, that's a good one. Another one that I can't even believe that I forgot to mention so far, um, is saline. Um, so we'll do saline nasal spray. We always travel with that. Um, maybe some salt packets and a travel like um, sinus rinse type thing. We'll use the salt packets to gargle. So that's one that we always have on hand too. Again, another very basic one. You can get them in little packets too. Obviously just like a basic salt. Um, and I think this one I, I'm also going to put way up to the top of the list. Um, ice packs. I mean, that's kind of like an instant reaction. One of my kids gets hurt. It's like, do we need ice? Do you need ice? Grab the ice. Um, and I've also thrown those breakable ones in my car or in any kind of travel so that if you're not near a freezer that you have those. Um, 
Marianne, I think you got me into a while ago. We had done the ones like the old school, screw the top open and you can fill with like the ice because that's good. Like you take it on a plane and you can't actually bring the ice with you, but you bring the like vessel to be able to stick the ice cubes in. So a uh, plug for the old school. Um, I think they're also called like hot water bag type ice things, but they're like, they seal and they have an opening that you can fill. So that's another yeah, great one. Absolutely. Those are awesome. We keep like some in the freezer and then we have some of those, the bags that you can fill that are, then they form to any shape too. So you can put them around a knee easier or around an elbow or something like that. Um, if you're going ice, I'm going heating pad too. It's like another thing. And maybe you don't need it on hand, but it might be something at some point you um need and you might want to then like keep one or they you know they make heating pads that are like electric and you also can get one of those ones that you like stick that are like a hot cold you could stick in the fridge freezer or you can microwave it that kind of thing whatever whatever it might be but um if you're going if you're going cold i'm going to go hot as well um and then kind of what what i think along with that is the next thing which didn't i didn't get until i needed it was um you know some sort of ace bandage and maybe that's not as much like need it right in that moment. Maybe you have more time to get to a store to get it. But it's another thing I think that's good to keep on hand, just like an ace bandage roll of some sort so that, um, you know, if you need to brace something, you've got that. Yeah. And, and right along with our ace bandage, we always have some kind of like a traditional medical athletic tape. And then we are like a kinesio tape um, family too. So we'll always have that um, I just want to mention, and this is probably like a whole nother podcast that we should do at some point, but I do use essential oils. So I'll have a oil diffuser and a bunch of oils on hand. I feel like that's like another whole topic, but I do use them a lot for like congestion, upper respiratory, immune boosting, but I think we'll save that for another time to get too deep into that. I know. And it's funny. You said, we said the ACE bandage and you said other tape and everything. And I don't know if we've even said this, like Cuts, bleeding, you need gauze, tape, band-aids of varying size, maybe band-aids of varying patterns and designs, depending on, you know, who you're putting a band-aid on. Um, but I do have any of that. I think you said athletic tape. I have got like skinny tape, thicker tape, fabric tape, like various tapes, because it's depending on which part of their body. And sometimes it's just a band-aid won't stick. And so you tape it on it. You know, it doesn't have to be a major injury or if something's bleeding and just put like a little piece of gauze on it. Um so having a, a kind of variety of that, I, I think we didn't say that yet. So I, I can't believe it, but maybe that's a standard for most people. Some something, something like that, you know, the, the gauze band-aids tape. So throw that out there. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Anything else, Marianne, that we haven't thought about yet? So one other thing. Oh, actually, before I get to my one other thing, one thing we haven't thought about that I also think is probably a pretty obvious one is a thermometer. Oh, yeah. Like first thing you got to do, right, is check check temperature. So I'm going to throw out thermometer as a quick one. And then the other thing I thought of that's like a kind of more less of your standard one and more of like a, a an odd one to have is a humidifier. Sure. Um, is I've had a humidifier that often works for like if somebody's think like um, if you have like a bad cough or congestion and you'd go into like a steam shower, it kind of, you know, it can work in situations like that. But it's got a lot of uses to humidifier. So that might be an extra one when you when you've got all the other basics, that might be your next step to add to add something on for that. Um, I think that's like a lot of my main, I'm like trying to picture my my medicine cabinet here, which is actually our, our hall closet. It's a full closet. <laughs> when you got six people, it's a full closet. Um, <laughs> Let me throw out one more thing, Marianne, that I just want to thank you for putting back in my life and bringing us back to the days of when we were little and in school and they do like lice checks. So I know I'm so sorry to bring up a sore subject, but um, <laughs> so I think to have some kind of like a lice 
um, calm kit for that panicked moment when you either hear that it's going around or that you're worried about it. Um, you know, you could take somebody to like for lice treatment treatments and all of that, and you could get the fancier stuff, but maybe just at least the basic comb, which I do have several of just for that moment. Yes. Unfortunately, I did bring this into <laughs> just brought it back. We brought it back when we were kids. It was like happening all the time. Oh, we did. And it was a traumatizing experience for me. Thank you to my husband who was traveling at the time. Um, but <laughs> it was all on me, but um, yeah, actually, we've, we've said this to other people, and I like have talked about our traumatizing lice experience. And it sounds like a lot of people keep those lice combs in their house. And like, I mean, there's such like a fine tooth comb, you can use it for anything. Like you get something in your kid's hair, you get something in your hair, you want to comb it out. Um, but also a lot of people say like, then you like, we immediately were like, pack the kids up, we're going to a lice place to get them checked. And a lot of people said they just comb through their kids hair every once in a while and check it. Um, so that that is one that I did not know you needed to keep around until unfortunately it was in my face it's school-age children you get the note from the nurse the you know the email like oh guess what there's lice in the class so you know it happens to everybody but um um and i will say that with a lot of this stuff um think about the most important things so we we talked about like anybody any perspective anywhere um, the thing I'd like to throw out is that like, I keep a lot of this, I, uh, one bag, like I said, we have a whole closet for the six of us, but we have a bag that's our medicine travel kit for when we travel. Um, and that's when we're getting on a plane, when we're getting in the car, when we're going anywhere away from our house and not just, you know, to kids activities. There are things I've kept in my car. If you haven't listened to that, that episode, listen to our car episode, um, ice packs, you know, we keep a lot of that stuff in our car. But we have a bag that's our travel bag. And I just have like mini containers of everything. And I pick like the high points of here. So like ice, heat, I don't have any of that. I'll get it where I am. But I have a little eye drop. I have a little saline bottle. I have a little cough and cold type of medicine. I have um, a fever reducer. I have a thermometer in there. Um, so just like a little travel bag is like a good to have. And I had this back when, you know, I had no kids. There was a lot of stuff I kept in my purse on a regular basis. Um and now I have like a separate bag for when we're actually traveling on the plane and the car um, and, and going away from our house for an extended period of time. Because again, we don't, you don't often have access to that or you're, it, you know, with other people and it's uncomfortable or you, you can't get to a store right away. And so it's a good to have, um, you know, with you on a regular basis. Absolutely. And then I want to just remind everybody that, you know, this is the stuff that you should be prepared with and and feel like these are things that you're comfortable handling but then remember when it's beyond that or you have questions like your first call should be to your primary care physician or the pediatrician so make sure you have those numbers on hand maybe even familiarize yourself with like their after hours policy or any emergency from there then my next step is always like you know er or urgent care so don't be afraid to reach out to those um you know when you do have an emergency or a question that seems like something that's beyond what you can handle so just a kind of a, a reminder that this is you know stuff you should think about and then address with your doctor or your kid's doctor any specific health concerns and things that they think you should have on hand. So, I mean, that, you know, you get into like the anaphylactics, well, you got to have an EpiPen. Now your level of what you need is different. So, you know, just pay attention to that and make sure that you have the things that you need and your family needs. Um, and just some reminders. And just as always, you know, we're just trying to start this conversation. This is certainly not all inclusive. If there's something that you can't live without in your medicine cabinet, we want to hear about it. I want to know whether to add and that's whether it falls into the realm of something that's natural, homeopathic, just strange and out there, or whether it's something traditional that we just 
totally spaced out that you're like, I've had this and it's, you know, helped me so many times. So just a reminder, let's get that conversation going. I know. Don't let us learn the hard way like we did with lice that apparently everybody has a lice comb in their house. (laughs) So share it with us. We want to hear it just as much as we want to share it with all of you. So, but for today, thank you for joining us on the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Marion. And if you enjoyed this episode, hey, like we say every week, share it with two friends, drop us a, a rating or post about it on social media. But most of all, don't forget to come back next week to join us for another episode of the Sister Tipsters. 